Welcome to Moment of Talk. I am your host, Shiso Mua. You must be jamming out with a salavan and waving your hand back and forth. And the car next to you must be waving back to you. But you're like, I'm just dancing the song. But really, we're just having a good time here. And today's guest, we have Super Saiyan. He is back. And today's topic is talking about 35 plus and dating. Well, stay tuned. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menswear. Are you looking for the latest trendy men's fashion? Look no further. She Sells Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They're your one-stop, model-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. We are super excited, guys. For all the listeners, we have coming back. Uh, another super, aka Super Sang. He was back in episode four, Dear Men. There's been a lot. This has been a really hot topic for us for relationships, and we decided to have him come back um, to talk about more relationship type questions. And uh, here we go, dude. How's it going, man? Going great. She so thanks for having me back. Uh, it's good to be back. And uh, this topic, uh, relationship topic, is always interesting to me. And uh, I love sharing thoughts and ideas. That's great. Minnesota Knight in his white, uh, his horse today. I see that. Um, if I could see my video, he's just sitting on top of his uh, horse in it as a knight, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> now for today's topic, it's you're older now. This is what mm-hmm. I want in my relationship, huh? So now, you know, we have some curious ladies out there that wants to know what are yes. men age of 35 and plus looking for in a relationship? Why? Give us a trait. Give us the importance, significance. Uh, I, I think uh, we should take like a, a half step back and, and reflect on where that person could be in in that person's life uh, at the age of 35 it's it's a it's a very important milestone in in most people's lives and um i think at that age you you have to at least have some life experience and and in learning about yourself the things that you are interested in and the things that you love and or are dear to you so you you have a good sense of what you like and what you dislike now depending on your life experiences leading up to that age of 35 um you would you know you have people coming from all all you know aspects of life and and but the most important thing is that they're pretty strong or they're pretty uh, definitive about their decisions at that point so uh take for example me for example who come out of two marriages I am not looking for another marriage anytime soon. So a guy like myself, a person like myself, who's been through two marriages, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily like anxious to, to dive into another committed relationship uh, at this point in my life. And now uh, for the singles out there at this age, they're either strong minded, they're independent, and perhaps they're more than ready to, to be committed or settled down with somebody. 
I'm assuming the mindset of these, uh, I'm assuming the mindset of these 35 plus, there are pretty much mm -hmm. where like, if I find this woman, she, I'm, I'm wifing her. And then most, most maybe, of the times, right. Right. So for, let's just say for instance, you at 25, right? Your mindset for a woman is going to be different versus your mindset at 35 men, whether they're divorced or they're just single men never been married and they're looking for some that is this that's you know strong independent woman um has good traits mm -hmm. uh is that right yes yes yeah. that's pretty that's pretty right um independent people guys and gals at that age of 35 they are very selective if, if they've been single for the majority of their lives or or just been casually dating at that age of 35, they're, they're very selective. Um, you have to be, in order to find that, to be compatible with that person, um, you'd have to be pretty much spot on or exactly the description of what that person wants. Now they say that I'm always looking for some perfect, you know, or the, the, the Mr. Right, right? Or the, you know, Mrs. Right. Uh, but what if you're imperfect and can't you look for someone that's imperfect for you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> perfect again is subjective. Um, perfect is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty. And so, um, some people out there who are perfect themselves, they often like imperfect people. So that's perfect to them. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> mm -mm. Now, in all honesty, how important is a person's status? That was single, that was divorced, that was widow, with or without kids. And, and are these 35 plus men, does that matter to them? Can you answer that? Uh, yes and no, and I can, and I can answer both. Uh, yes, it is important uh, if your, your family values are, are priority to you. And um, so the majority of the men that I do coach are Hmong descent or Asian descent. And so their family values are, are rooted, you know, with family. And so um, it's say if I'm a single guy and, I, and I'm, and I'm getting ready to marry my girlfriend, who's a, a divorcee or, or my, my girlfriend who has like a couple of children of her own that doesn't belong to me or, you know, that could, that could be a hindrance to our, um, to our cultural beliefs. And so it, it does matter um, in that sense. Um, but the other question to that, no, it doesn't matter, is, is because oftentimes um, that person's history or that person's status doesn't affect your life and shouldn't affect your life because your life should be designed in such a way where you're, a, you're like a moving train and people are more than welcome to jump on and to jump off at any point of your life. And that shouldn't, and those people shouldn't affect your life. And so, yes and no. Those are my reasons as to why. <laughs> mm -mm. You know, so if you're a single mom, you know, don't be afraid. Some of these guys who are 35 plus do probably want kids, but, you know, you're, you, you're the you know, single mom with kids and they probably love that. So don't think you're a divorcee, they're against it or anything, or a widow, you know? So now, right. let's right. say, let's say for instance, let's say for example, let's say 
you find um, a single mom, you know, um, she's kids, she's gorgeous, so forth. Uh, we're going on a date. Who pays for us, man? Men or women? <laughs> I don't know exactly the answer to that question, but I can say this. It is courtesy. It is as courtesy for whoever initiates the date. And so if oftentimes it's men who initiates the dates. And so in that case, whoever initiates the dates pays um, for the date. Now, generally speaking, so meaning this, I think it's also fair to have a fair um, a trade into this because now oftentimes I hear that I hear of women that does initiate the date, but they have this, this expect expectation of the guy to pay for the date, even though she initiated the date too. And so that's kind of not fair in a sense because it was hers ideas versus his. <laughs> but um, I think at the end of the day, it, it should be a fair share. You know, it's, it's, it's an agreement. It's an agreement, right? Between two, both parties. And so, yeah. I fair, see. Fair I trade, see. You know, like one, yeah, one person can pay for the meal and another person can pay for the drinks. You know, it's just, <laughs> so you hear that, fellas? You want the you want the host's uh, opinion? I've honestly won a date, and it was a rock paper scissor. <laughs> it's simple as that. That's just how I roll, though. <laughs> it was rock paper scissors, and um, I did lose. It was a fair game, you know, and I did pay. And she was like, "Huh?" And this is just my expression. Like, wow, this is very different. I've never had a guy that. Uh, wanted a challenge, you know, for to pay a meal, a dinner. And uh, she was just like, this is different. So that's one tip for you guys out there, right? Just be different, be yourself. Now, let's just say you're out at a public um, outing. You see someone gorgeous online. The question I probably sure you get a lot is, how do I approach this gorgeous woman how do i talk to this dropped it gorgeous girl what do i even say <laughs> i i do get asked that a lot um, okay my my first um my first advice to that is you have to have this self-conviction uh this this self-belief that you are enough and that is the initial step before you open your mouth before you even approach her just be, be honest with yourself and give yourself a little pep talk in a sense. Like, hey, I'm enough. You know, she has, she, she and I are playing on eagle planes here. And then when you approach, you should approach with absolute confidence. Um, oftentimes, I mean, even myself, I do get butterflies in my stomach and stuff like that. Or perhaps it is an awkward um, situation. But just be honest with it. If it's an awkward uh, situation, you can call it. You can call yourself out. You can say, hey, my name is Super. I understand that this is extremely awkward, but yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and so it's okay to be nervous. Um, the key here is the 90-10 rule um, upon cold approach. The key, the key here is that because you initiate the first step in approaching her, 
or him, you have to assume 90% of the burden of the conversation. And so that's where self-amusement comes into play. You have to be able to laugh at your own jokes. You have to be able to just yap your mouth until she or he becomes invested in that conversation. Because obviously it's the way a third party would, would view this engagement, this interaction is, is as if you were walking in the, in the middle of the street and you just approached um, uh, a homeless per person or vice versa. That, that person is talking to you who is the homeless person. And now you think of it from, from that perspective. What could that, why should that person talk to a homeless person, right? That's the question. <laughs> well, oftentimes you have to be able to, to uh, have a lot of self-amusement, meaning you're there to have fun. You're there to laugh at your own jokes and you're there to just, just uh, uh, share, your, share your energy, share your vibe in, and in hopes that that person will be invested. And um, that is the initial step. Mm -hmm. So does, like, does cheesy pickup line work? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> hmm. The cheesy pickup lines are, are for clowns, to be honest. Uh, at the end of the night or at the end of the conversation, you'll, you'll just end up being just an act. It's, it's just a uh, But I thought, you say humor, I thought you say humor is part of the game. It is. It is, it is part of the game, but unfortunately, that little bit of, of using can can lines or pickup lines it just it, it just doesn't fly anymore <laughs> so, as, as, so, so as a noob as a noob going in and say hi do you know mm -hmm. how uh, how how heavy a walrus weighs she's just like no enough to break the ice <laughs> she's gonna laugh it's just like that was the most horrible most Ever worst joke pickup I've ever heard. <laughs> it's um yeah, using can lines it's 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 a tough one nowadays. It it just it just doesn't fly anymore. Uh you're better off into just calling yourself out and making fun of yourself at times. Um and even and believe it or not, to be honest, um you can even come out come off as being a, a, an asshole or, or a dick to that girl or gal. Uh, but the idea here is the conversation should look a lot like um, um, like a heartbeat. You know how when you look at looking at at, the, at an EKG where you see the waves going up and down, up and down for like heartbeats. Well, your job as the person initiating the conversation, you should give off emotional spikes, uh, especially when you're talking to a woman. Meaning, if, if you compliment her, it better be extreme. It better be something bold and something like out of the norm, such as like, dang, girl, are you super hot? Um, and not being afraid to, and to, to say it or to project it out there. At the same time, don't be afraid to piss her off a little bit. Don't be afraid to make fun of her to the point where she could be a little upset at you or it could be a little offensive. Because the idea here is, is to just get these emotional spikes and get it going because you have to be you have to distinguish yourself from from all of the uh, of the men who's approached her before before you have and that's that's the key here mm, i see now let's just say the last pickup line actually works mm -hmm. 
and you're talking <laughs> gorgeous girl and once the dating you're you're getting into courting has begun are there signs of what this guy this man should look for in this potential girlfriend going back to the age of 35 and dating yes um, depends on what you really want um if if you're ready to settle down and you want a life partner uh, you want to look for certain qualities that will uh, exemplify longevity uh, such as loyalty commitment things of that nature um and you and as a life partner you want this person to contribute in your life in in such a manner that it it suits you it suits your your lifestyle and whatever your your core values and beliefs are. Um, but in contrast to that, let's say that you are someone who's like eccentric, right? Um, for instance, you're like super successful, super wealthy and whatever. Uh, oftentimes those people out there, they're just looking for a, a trophy, you know, whether it's a trophy boyfriend or a trophy girlfriend, they want somebody who's just there to be there and just to look good and make them look good. And so a lot of the uh, personality traits and characteristics really doesn't matter. And I know that sounds shallow, but that does exist. That does exist. Now, let's just say back about this potential girlfriend. Um, mm -hmm. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the guys who are just like head over here with this girl. And you're, you guys are dating, you guys are talking. I mean, what if she's just stringing you along? Is there any like sign it to, to to tell this guy that dude red flag man like dude this is a red flag like it, how do you know? It's um it's a tough call. Um, if you're the if you're ready at that point in time in that relationship, if you're ready to settle down, um, you might want to test her out. You know, like, for instance, if you're ready to marry this girl and um, you want to be able to to test her in such a way where she, you know, she could then react and um, and kind of, you know, like not directly saying that, hey, she's ready to settle down as well. Um, you might want to take her to visit your family or do family functions and family events um or if if you're just curious if this person is ready for children you know you might want to do things that are more family warranted to can just to really see how her how she reacts to it and how you know she um she's with it or on board with it or not on board with it because if she's not on board with being around children and she's just completely annoyed by your nieces and nephews, and then that might, that might tell you something that she's not ready for kids or, you know, things like that. I would definitely uh, test her. Mm. I mean, not even getting to that point, maybe just starting to dating and courting. Uh, let's say for instance, she might be, you know, multi-dating with a lot of guys, but you know, she's stringing you along just cause just for the heck of it you know, pulling you into the emotion guys. So what's your say on that? I mean, how could I spot that out? Um, a lot of times what I, what I teach uh, men is 
to see it for what it is and not worse than it is or better. In all honesty, if you're in the dating game, you should be dating multiple people. And by you dating two to three people or more people at the same time, you should expect that she's doing the same as well. And so that is just the nature of the game. And so it's, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell unless she uh, verbally commits to you and she labels you as exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend, you know what I mean? That's the only way. That's the only way to tell. Because she could be genuine to you and two, three other guys. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, this leads up to you know, our last question to ask you, and this regards in this whole topic. Was, mm-hmm. What is it to be a Hmong man of today? What is it to be a Hmong man today? I think, well, because we live here in the United States, uh, to be a Hmong man today, you should have um, knowledge or have some respect or honor of both cultures, uh, the Western cultural ways as well as your own, your own rooted ways, uh, whether it's shamanism or any other form of religion. Um, but culturally, as a Hmong man, you should have some basic knowledge of your roots uh, out of respect for your parents uh, uh, or or any elders that are that are in your in your current life, as well as if you're dating another Hmong woman, and it's out of respect for her family as well. And some some basic knowledge like you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to like know how to go kill a cow or or slaughter a pig or understand all the rituals and and customs down to the T. But at least some basic knowledge of that. Um, at the same time, um, being uh, aside from being cultured in the Hmong ways, um, have some basic knowledge of of today's Western cultures. Like, continue to date your your girl, and that's the um, tip: is just because she's your girlfriend of five to ten years, or she's your wife of twenty plus years doesn't mean you stop dating her, you know? Uh, I, I know a lot of Hmong men out there that's been married for five or a decade, year, uh, you know, years uh, underneath their belts, and they couldn't care less about their, their spouse. Um, they don't buy them flowers. They don't go out to, like, exotic dates or even go on vacation exclusively just between them and minus the children. And I think that's... That's important. That is important to to keep that romance, to keep that that spice and and that new love going. Continue to date your woman as a Hmong man. From what you're saying is chivalry, always continue courting her and think about how you two met from day one. And how you guys are attracted to another were Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, always keeping that alive. Um, obviously, you're not the same man uh, you once were when you first initially got together. But 
it's growing from there and it's maintaining that, that romance. Um, just because every Tuesday night, um, uh, you, you know, you have like routines every weekly, whatever, change it up, you know, surprise her by, uh, taking her out to uh, like a weekend getaway or things like that. And, and, and you have to continuously date. It's, it's the, the dating and the courtship game never ends. It's constant and it is continuous. Well, any last regards to our listener? <laughs> any last regards to listeners? Um, you know, for, for the men, for the Hmong men um, out there who, who use all the excuses in the book, and, and especially the 35 and up, who's never been in a committed relationship or afraid of relationships, I encourage you all to just go out there and to really step out of your element. Um, go meet people. Go meet people and stop making excuses. Stop, stop making um, you know, excuses for yourself by saying, oh, well, you know what? Um, timing is not right or uh, you know, I'm not ready in my life to meet anybody. You never know. You never know because, again, that person, that woman, that special girl that you want in your life, she's not out there. She's not just out there to just to be out there. She's out there to help you improve your life. So why wouldn't you want that, right? Whether or not you're ready or not. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Super Saiyan. Uh, you also mentioned there was an event you have, right? For moment, uh, Mental yeah. Nights? <laughs> yes, I do have an event coming up. It's uh, happening on Friday, October the 4th. It is a singles uh, bus party. So uh, seats are limited. There's only 25 seats. So if all you single people out there, guys and girls, if you're interested in coming and hanging out and mingling and meeting with other singles just like yourself, come on through. Um, the, the link should be um, linked below somewhere. And uh, tickets... Hot seat tickets starts at $75 and up. So meaning this it, early birds will get cheaper tickets as time goes by and seats, and seats are limited. Uh, it does get it more expensive. Um, I also encourage you to invite your friends because as a group, you get a better price with alcohol. Um, and these venues that we will be visiting along the bus ride, the bus tour town through St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, they will give us uh, special rates for their drinks as well as if you were to score a date with another guest on this bus ride, you win $100 and that'll cover all your expenses for that night. So, Well, that ends our episode. It's always a fun time talking to Super Sang. I hope to see you guys on that party bus. Last, check out our website, www.momentalk.com or Facebook, Momentalk. And lastly, let's thank our sponsors. A life insurance consultant who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment. Creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, please don't hesitate to call her at the link. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.